Hey guys, it's Tom and Christina from your Mom's House podcast here to tell you about a wonderful company named Sattva that makes the best mattress we've ever slept on. Now, <laughs> they're online only, which means there's no store, and you might go, why would you do that? You can't lay on that bed for a couple minutes and see if you like, no. You get it straight to the house, and yeah. now we're living like Kangs. We were sleeping on a janky, old, inherited comedian mattress for 10 years, and every morning my back hurt. Now this king-size Sattva mattress is the bomb. Well, now Sattva has a new brand called Loom and & Leaf, mm. and they are launching it at South by Southwest. That's right. Loom and & Leaf. That's L-O-O-M and Leaf. Right now at South by Southwest. And basically, that's their memory foam mattress is what Loom and & Leaf is. Anyway, Sattva's partnered up with A&E and their hit show Bates Motel, A&E's Bates Motel is actually open for business. So you can stop by and enter your name for a chance to stay the night at the Bates Motel during South by Southwest and for a chance to win a Lumen Leaf mattress. Come on. That's awesome. This is premium, perfect memory foam mattress, the highest quality plant-based foam sourced in the United States, eco-friendly, highest quality everything. And best of all, you're going to get this Tempur-Pedic style mattress for half the price. Get your life. And just like Sattva, Lumen Leaf offers delivery with courtesy installation and takeaway. You can try this product, this Lumen Leaf mattress, for 75 days. Okay. Hassle-free. Follow Lumen Leaf at Lumen Leaf on Twitter and Facebook, and make sure you stop by the Bates Motel to win a memory foam mattress at South by Southwest. Welcome to Down with Joe DeRosa. One topic, one guest, one hour. Actually, today it's not quite that. We'll get into it in a second. Let me plug my things. Uh, where am I this week? This weekend, uh, I will be at the the old, uh, the old uh, Jukebox Comedy Club in Peoria, Illinois. And currently, I am out south by southwest. So uh, if you're around... Uh, I'm here for another couple days, and then I, I believe Wednesday or Thursday I go to the jukebox. So if you live in Peoria, come out to that. That's always a fun time, uh, and I'm looking forward to seeing you again. Uh, also, uh, don't forget to go give my albums bad reviews. Uh, as most of you know, some people that hate me quite a bit have brought my album reviews considerably low online. They've spent a lot of time doing this, and I don't want the job to go unfinished. I want to be the lowest-rated comedian on the Internet. So go. Give me bad one-star reviews everywhere. iTunes, Amazon, Google Play Store, all those places. Do it. Uh, and then uh, I'm going to find the funniest ones, and I'll send you some kind of T-shirt or something. Uh, okay, do it. Anyway, let's get to it. Why is today's show different? Because we have two guests. I don't think we've ever had... We had a multiple rotating guest thing once when we did that drunken Thanksgiving show. But this is the first time we've ever had two guests together for the hour. Uh, I'm very happy that they're here because they have a podcast called Guys We Fucked where they talk quite a bit about sex. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. We've never done a sex episode of this show. Uh, We've sort of tripped and stumbled into the area of sex and sexuality, but we've never actually focused on it. So I think today's a good day to do it. As good a time as any. 
And my guests are here, ladies. Hey. Introduce yourselves. Hi, this is Corinne Fisher. This is Christina Hutchinson. And you oh. are the Guys We Fucked podcast. Guys We Fucked, the anti-slut-shaming podcast. We are the podcast. Yes. Don't forget the anti-slut-shaming part. It's the whole point. <laughs> That's the whole point? It's the whole because point, but also it's not as catchy, so no one remembers that I part. know, I know. That's the part everyone drops. Is yeah. it's okay, I get it. slut-shaming anymore? I mean, Everybody's um, slut-shaming. We got slut-shaming in the fucking hallway yesterday. Yeah, getting really? slut-shamed in my house, getting slut-shamed <laughs> in my car, getting slut-shamed in the mall. So everywhere, it's, it's everywhere. It's still <laughs> happening. Yeah, on it. Yeah, it is. And I know, like, I hear some girls. Like, I've heard most girls that I know have like a story of like this epic incident of getting called a fucking whore, and then getting mad that she got called a whore, and then getting called a bitch because she got mad. You know right. what I mean? Right. And I've never really experienced anything that bad until the other night in Los Angeles. So now I'm really mad. Really, what? that was the worst. Yeah, I don't really have a lot of. I mean, I have like the catcalling shit and the dumb like. I mean, that stuff happens to you all the time that, that to the point where you forget that it's not nice. Right. Like, it's not like a normal thing that should happen. I think it's because you're a sweetie pie. I get called a whore like every other day. Yeah, I don't get called a whore. Every other day? Yeah, it's like the sun comes up, Corinne gets called a whore. <laughs> they will. <laughs> like, whatever. Caw, caw, caw. you're a whore. It doesn't affect me because I don't care what other people think. I mean, there's like five people who I care what think of me apart from that. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, who's calling you a whore? People you know personally? Um, I mean, sometimes people. Yeah, I mean, sometimes people I know personally. And also but they're doing people, it as a joke. No, there also there's people who say something with jest, but you know that deep down they really think that about you. Mm-hmm. Like, my, like my friend Lance Weiss. <laughs> I know Lance. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like I, like, I know he would never date me because he thinks I'm a huge slut, but I'm fine with that, and we're still very close. I mean, and also, I'll, and also I don't want to date him. But. Right. Yeah, no, I had a thing like that with uh, Rachel Feinstein where she's sort of constantly making fun of me for being – an animal and worthless and all this stuff right because i can't settle down wow she added the worthless in yeah worthless uh, piece of shit but, but a nice then, house though. but she says she's joking but i'm like she's not really joking <laughs> it's not you, joking. you know that all most uh, comedy comes from everybody truth, everybody so. who's the, and comics do that a lot they'll say something and then they'll mean it but then the someone will be like wait what and like oh i was just kidding so right. it doesn't matter <laughs> right well i mean you know what's interesting to me about the uh slut shaming argument is well there's a lot of stuff that's interesting the first part that's interesting to me is is i do agree that slut shaming is bad uh whether it's toward a man or a woman thank you but i also do think that some that there is still the the possibility to be irresponsible with sex and and lead oh yeah lead a self-damaging lifestyle well yeah we're walking examples <laughs> well, so, yeah. but I think a lot of people, particularly out here, the West Coast vibe is very open minded. It's it's accept, 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 never judge, never judge. Um, I think a lot of people confuse sometimes like valid constructive criticism with shaming. And it's yes. like, no, that's not shaming. I'm telling you, your life, you're not in a good way right now. Yeah, absolutely. You know? And it's like, don't judge me. And it's like, I'm not judging you. I'm yeah. trying to tell you that like you you might be hurting yourself. Right. The, fl- the the fucking vlogosphere has made it so that you can't say a negative thing about a person without being accused of judging them. But it's like sometimes motherfuckers need to get judged for their own good. Well, yeah, we were just yeah. talking about this. Kurt Metzger said something about basically like there's a purpose in shame to make you realize that you're doing something stupid and you should stop doing it. Yeah. Right. So shame has a purpose. Right. Um, but, the, you know, that's why we want to do the podcast because it's like, well, we will talk very openly about the dumb things we've done in the 
in the sex world. Yeah, and just in general, people seem overly concerned with what's happening with women's vaginas. Right. And who aren't women. And well, who probably have never seen a vagina. Here's the other side of it, though. And I don't know if you guys have encountered this, but this is the other part of it that I find interesting. Uh, in comedy right now, I feel that there's a very uh, wide freedom uh, with women talking about sex. Mm-hmm. women, And whereas I think if guys were doing it, we would sort of be getting a lot of shit for it. I almost feel like it's sort of turned the tables in comedy a little bit where women are more allowed and, and accepted to be talking about sexuality and sex. And if guys do it, it's like, oh, you're just throwing your dick around and it's disgusting and have some class. And, yeah. Well, you know, guys I, still talk about yeah, that. Some, they do. Uh, but I've been, I've been told as a comic, like when I've... Like there was a while where I was doing material about like, look, you know, I have sex like it's 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 something that has happened because I'm a comedian mm-hmm. and people who were like, you can't do that. It's arrogant. I remember once I auditioned for a late night show and the notes that came back were you're talking about sex, but it's not biting you in the ass. You're not looking dumb at the end of it. Mm-hmm. I was like, why do I have to look dumb at the end of it? Like, that's not what happened. Right. You know what I mean? So and I'm not saying this is 100% truth. I'm just saying, like, it does seem like there have you guys noticed a little bit of a shift, at least in the comedy world? Yeah. You know what I've noticed sometimes, you know, when any male or female comic talks about sex too much, it's an it's a little annoying because it's like, oh, other things happen to you. You don't have to just talk about sex. Sure. A lot of a lot of women, I think, are talking solely about sex. Which we do on the podcast because it's a theme podcast, but I want to hear more from them other than just the sex stuff and the dating stuff. Right. Well, the key is a lot of women's sets have ended up being uh, all about men in one way or another. So it's just like, you know, in the whole debate of are women funny or not? Well, it's like, hopefully you can be funny without talking about a man for 15 minutes. That's the problem I face too. (laughs) Well, I, I, I love the way you guys do it because you guys are the real deal. Like, like real whores <laughs> it's true i mean i was i was sort of booty texting corinne the other night i know and i'm glad you fessed up to that joe it's nothing to fess up to i, I know I, just, I concur yeah. yeah some people are bitches about it they're like a lot of people have come on just our podcast talk about and it. then change the story of what happened as if they were ashamed <laughs> to fuck me i was like you should be so happy that I even considered having sex with you. Yeah, I just, uh, I just, I, I, I knew, but, but here's the thing. When I was doing it, I was like, she's going to be totally cool about this. Yeah. And she's either going to come over or she's not. And <laughs> either way, it's fine. Like, it's fine. And I, I felt zero awkwardness with like, yeah. I'm going to see her tomorrow or whatever. And we didn't have sex, by the way. <laughs> uh, but, um, but I, I like, I like the two of you because you really do have history with this stuff. You really do have experience and you really talk about it candidly and honestly, like that you talk about it in the way that somebody that um, really has uh, accepted their own sexuality would talk about it. I see mm-hmm. a lot of not picking on female comics, but I've seen a lot of female comics go into the sex realm because it's easy. So have I. that's and, why I'm saying I want to see more from them. Right. The ones that do. Right. And it's and it's it's easy. And it's also and men did it, too. For yeah. years in the '80s, and it was dumb then too. It's it's dumb when anybody does that, but they, they they do it because it's easy, and you can tell you're like you're you're capitalizing on the fact that you're sweet and innocent, and you can talk about these sort of seemingly shocking things and get away with it because you know you're pretty mm-hmm. or whatever. You know what I mean? Whereas if a guy yeah. was doing it, it would come off as a little gruff gross. or whatever, or gross. Yeah, but I like the two of you because you're two attractive women 
that talk about this stuff and it's it's real it's not i there's not a part of me ever when i talk to you or watch you on stage or listen to your podcast that thinks they're just doing this because it's easy. Like, right, right. This is like something they have an investment in, you know? Thanks. I think the key to that, though, and it, with stand-up and the podcast and anything, is just you don't know, you don't critique it negatively if it's not, if it's, if it's, it has to be funny. As long as yeah. it's funny, and it doesn't matter. Like, that's why the main goal with Corinne and I was just to be really funny and really honest. So a lot of times when I see people talk about sex on stage, when it's really funny, I don't even notice that they're only talking about sex. But when it's not funny is when I notice it. I'm a big fan of uh, I'm a big fan of people that are in control on stage. You know, I was complaining yeah. about this the other night to a friend of mine. I complaining? said, "Yes, no. me. Can you, you? believe it? Yeah. You okay? Please tell yeah. me the story." Um, I was complaining about like I'm tired of all this man child shit. I'm tired of like all these yeah. guys. Ditto getting on stage in their thirties. Like I just can't figure it out. Yeah. And it's like, figure <laughs> it out. You're 33 years old. Yeah. Be a big boy. Figure it, exactly. Be a fucking man. Um, be king of the big boys. Well, that's what sometimes I say all that towards women. I'm like, put your big girl pants on, get the fuck over it and move yeah, ex- on. Exactly. You're capable of that. Exactly. Well, it's, it's exactly. It's the same thing with women. It's, 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 I can't stand like, all the girls like, I don't know. I'm just a lost little yeah. sort of punky Brewster type. And it's like, <laughs> fuck uh, off. I under- be a fucking grown up. I Jesus agree Christ, completely. Be a fucking grown up. Yep. I can't stand wishy-washiness. I can't stand. It's not cute and charming. It's annoying. And so wait, like if yes. someone can't decide what they want to eat at a restaurant, do you want to stab them in the face? No, I'm terrible at that. Oh, all right. Well, then no. if you get ah. stabbed in the face. Uh, no, uh, I'm <laughs> terrible at deciding what I want to eat. Like, you know, it's one thing. To go, I can't make up my mind about right. what I want for dinner or where I, or which record store I want to go to today or whatever. But like, <laughs> like you see, so pickle the rosa. <laughs> I do a lot of record store shopping. I can uh, tell. But you know, it's it's. I can't stand. W- w- you know, have a fucking perspective on something. Yeah, you know, own your opinions. And- yeah, that's it's all gone now, which which bothers me. And the last like twenty minutes of my new hour is all about. It's this bit called scum of the earth that's all about mm-hmm. like how much i hate everybody now okay. because of twitter blogosphere mm. as you mentioned um reality tv like it's made everybody just have this sort of take me as i am attitude and i can't deal when most people are shitty so and it's like yeah nobody's calling anybody on their shit anymore and every and we're celebrating these horrific people which makes us even worse than they are of course. so i i just see that a lot with comedy in particular it's like Get up there and have a fucking opinion about something. And then it makes people like us, in my opinion, have to struggle a little more when you when you get up, because then it's like, well, now I got to fight this like sort of uphill battle because because I'm following three other people that didn't, you know, that just wanted to be cute dicked and cuddly and dicked around. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, didn't, it's annoying. And well, they're, you know, it's like I, like, I actually like following those people because it's like, well, you're way funnier and it's way obvious. Yeah. Yeah, but do you ever find that sometimes there's there's like that? It's almost embarrassing like, to be on the show sometimes. <laughs> Honestly, I, I get because it's like, how do you not know that you're being generic and and the words coming generic, out of your mouth yeah. are so unoriginal? Like, stand up comedy is the opportunity for you to fucking wow me. And why would how do you not know the words that are coming out of your mouth? Sometimes I think that. Yeah, yeah, it's just kind of it's sort of like I've heard it. I said the other day that. 
I don't ever need anybody to record a song with just an acoustic guitar. <laughs> and my, the person I said it to is like, you're wrong. It's about the person. And I was like, look, I'm not doubting that. But we've got enough of that. Yeah. yeah. There's enough. You're never, there's enough of it. You'll never top the old. There's too much of it. Elvis Costello and the Dillons and the Joni Mitchells. and yeah. Yeah, it's like, it's, there's, yeah. We, we don't need any more. Right. So uh, along those lines, I don't need any more cuteness in my comedy. I've seen enough yeah. irony. I've seen enough cute. Right. Uh, well, I think it comes down to, though, people, because the great thing about stand-up is all, all you have to do is be like an elevated, charming version of yourself, who you are. But the, that's what's missing in these people. Is most the genuineness. Most don't know who they are, though, and they're desperately searching for that for their whole lives. If I pull you aside in the back of a comedy club and talk shit to you about who's on stage and you don't go along with me, you're dead to me. <laughs> You're dead Good to, to me. know. Okay. You're dead to me. It's you've burnt. You've you've ruined. You're not a comic. A real comic can always talk shit. Oh god, I'm a professional shit talker. It's always. Thing. I, I was talking shit all night last night. Night before. Night before that. Selfless so. thing you do. You can do because it just says that you care about other people and how horrible they are. I love that we're recording this on <laughs> International Women's Day. So it's like talk shit, ladies. I, oh, it's not is it courage. International Women's Today Day? Today is. Yeah. I should. I, I mean, whatever. Have sex with one of you. I was, girls. Say, I was like, this is going to turn into put your dick in me. Mm. Oh my god! Well, no, we were talking about the sex on stage show, and so into at the end of 2014, I, I was like, I'm putting all my material on hold. I want to write 15 minutes, not about sex, and then I wrote 15 <laughs> new minutes, and it was all about sex because I tried so hard, but I just had, I just have like, I well, feel like I, I, it's something I'm passionate about, and I felt like I had a new perspective to a uh, voice to people about it. And so a lot of times I do go up and literally it's like a chick doing dick material, a chick doing dick material. And then I'm like, oh, I'm going to do 15 minutes of dick right. material. But I feel like I have, I have my perspective. But it's funny. But it's different. funny. And I, and, I, and I love, I'm all for, I mean, I'm all for anything funny. It doesn't matter what the subject topic is. But the, the thing is, though, when you, we have so much experience talking about sex and we get a lot of feedback about it and we hear people say dumb, we hear people say the dumbest shit and we pay attention to it a little more. So talking about sex and dicks and the how dumb people can be about it is funny. And also right. we have a lot of experience with dicks. Yeah. <laughs> how many guys have you banged? We can't well, only because of the podcast I can't disclose that. Yeah, because everyone's it gives like, people like, an, too much of an idea when we're gonna end it. Yeah. So that's why okay. we interview a lot of guys guys. Of when you're we gonna I'll, fuck. I, I'll tell you privately, but I just can't I don't of fuck. when you're gonna end it? The podcast. Yeah. It's called Guys We Fuck. So mostly it's people we fucked. So if we totally run out of people we fucked, like we're in trouble. Oh, I see what you're saying. Like we do sprinkle on people we didn't fuck, like you. you yeah, but. you better keep fucking. <laughs> you're you're I in a relationship. I am this for four pod- years. Podcast is doomed. No, it's not. You better. <laughs> it's not doomed. It's actually doing very well. I know. I'm joking. Oh, I know. I'm it's Jesus. ruining my sex life, though. What ha- It's already ruined my sex life. It's Why? Because like everyone's being weird. About having sex. And then also, it makes you really think about having sex with someone because you're like, I have to interview this person. Now. Where Do were I you really when I was in New that? York? Like, that was that was my whole... I used to I, I used to just, just, like, a dream to find women in comedy because those were the only women I was around or hanging right. around mm-hmm. uh, that were okay with, like, casual encounters and stuff like that. I am and a, you couldn't I'm a, find them. I'm a dream casual encounter. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm well, known, known for my casual encounter. As long as you're cool being interviewed afterwards. Yeah. It's a dream casual I encounter. Give a well, shit. comics love that shit. Like, comics, obviously, 
I don't put care. All, I, I never have a problem putting any of that stuff on the table. Yeah, you know, it's, that's exactly it's, the it's point. Fine, yeah. Why not? Why wouldn't you? Who cares? You don't have to be so secretive and protective about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not some. I mean, sex can mean multiple things to all sorts of people, but it's like just fucking talk about it. Yeah. No, I agree. Look, I you know I co-wrote a book about cheating, so it's you know I don't. You did? Yeah. You didn't know that? No. Yeah. Bill, Wait, what about it? Like Bill Burr and Robert Kelly and I wrote a book called Cheat, A Man's Guide to Infidelity. Ooh, I want to read that. Yeah. And when did you write that? I want to get that book. We wrote it. Uh, Obviously a bestseller. I don't know. Four years ago. <laughs> That's three awesome. years ago. Yeah. I mean, it, it's yeah, so it's three dudes talking about cheating. Well, I mean, it's meant to be funny. Right. right. Of course. But I mean, it's it's published. It's Simon and Schuster. I mean, it was really Shit. published. It's a real book. Yeah. It's a real Not book. Not an e-book. Yeah, no, it's a real book. It was in stores. But I mean, it's 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 meant to be funny, obviously. But like we also say at the top of the book, like we're not condoning that you cheat. We're just telling you that if you are going to do it, this is how you do it. Don't right. fuck it up, man. Um, like the perfect murder. Do you have expertise in that area? Well, it was based on a movie we did that uh, went to some festivals that was a comedy. And I played a guy who was trying to cheat in a small window of time and had to get past all these different obstacles uh-huh. and bill uh, and bobby played the his like friends that were coaching him through it so it was like this sort of like comedic heist style mm-hmm. movie except it was about cheating and um and the movie funny. was it was it, it was funny it was well received it did very well uh, at the different festivals it went to so they um so somebody uh, i believe at apostle uh Productions, which is Dennis Leary's company, had the idea to write. They were like, this would be a funny book. You should write a funny book like this. That's like, you know, from the perspective of the friends that are telling him, you know, basically. And it'll be the three of you guys coaching somebody on how to do this. So we did. And it was funny. But there are true cheat stories in it. There are stories about all of us getting busted. Right. What do you do when you get busted? My story was actually particularly sad. I talked about it on the Kill Tony podcast the other night and like it was, it was it, a downer. It did felt like a downer. Okay, we'll move on. <laughs> but yeah. Well, I mean, we don't have to. Do you to. think cheating should end a relationship? Well, if you get cheated no. on. Right. Okay. So that's that's well, one I mean, thing I that I've I, I agree. I don't think it should, but when I was younger, I was like, if he cheats, he's dead to me. It depends. Was it a premeditated cheat? Was it an alcohol induced cheat? Was it someone that you are going to see on the regular? There was like a lot of variables in the cheating thing. It, there are a lot of variables, uh, you know, obviously, too, on the other side of that, like it's how much do I love the person? How invested am I in this? You know, yeah. Am well, I am I looking for a way out? You know, yeah. Right. Cheating on somebody or them cheating on you is a great excuse to get out if you want to get out. Right. You know, true. So, uh, very true. Um. So I don't know. I don't know. I I don't. I've never been cheated on. I've had girls I've dated hook up with or date guys I was friends with like shortly after, mm. which I won't lie, like hurt. Yeah. You know, like and, guy, I feel like guys pretend not to give a shit about that. Yeah. But how could you not? But I got a over it though, too. At yeah. The, at the end, I was like, like, you know what, guys, <clears throat> you're going to be in love. Have fun. Like, yeah. that's nice. Yeah. If you're you happier, know, like, go for it. But, um, but you know, I don't know how I'd react if I got truly cheated on i mean I've, I've cheated i haven't cheated a lot and it i don't sucks. i wouldn't do it again you know unless i was in a bad situation the book gets into that the book gets into like there's a chapter called cheating for the greater good and like it's about how sometimes guys have to cheat because they're in a really toxic relationship and they lose 
their self-esteem. Like sometimes mm-hmm. people cheat for that reason because they have to go right. get their mojo back and remember like, oh, wait, I'm worth something. And that gives them the confidence to get out of the relationship. Oh, that's such yeah. a gross. Oh. It's a terrible that's situation a to be in. reason. You know, but yeah. uh, it's, it's, but, but it is true. Like that does yeah. happen for men and for women. And we also I say know. in the book, we only write it from the perspective of men because we're men and we're straight men. Right. Like, so we didn't get into like, well, when gay guys cheat or when women right. cheat, you, yeah. it's You're like, I, we don't know anything in on about your that. Perspective. Yeah. So, um, so, uh, but, but, you know, I think there are a lot of different reasons to do it. And there, look, at the end there of are. the day, you know, it comes down to science. And, you know, I remember when we were on CNN uh, promoting the book on the morning show. What's that lady's name? Mm. Sunda or something like that? I don't know. Well, the CNN morning show we went on, she kind of rolled her eyes at me when I said this. She was very nice, but she rolled her eyes at this. And I said, look, at the end of the day, it's it's science. It's biology. Like, we're not supposed to be in monogamous relationships. We're just not supposed to be. Well, it's not not, natural. We both agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. It's totally not natural. So the fact that we are, you know, you kind of got to accept that some of these other byproducts are going to come out of that. And mm-hmm. sometimes that's cheating. Right. Um, I don't understand why people are so resistant to that. Because it makes them uncomfortable because it's different than what they thought they were supposed to be. You know what I mean? Like the idea of not having a wedding to a lot of people is like, but I'm supposed to. But really, what does a wedding mean to you? Do those traditions really resonate with you as a person? No, I don't really know what they mean. So what the fuck? It's I like think, there, people have comfort zones. And- some people they do, though. I mean, I think... I think well, mostly yeah. the problem is that people uh, lack the security in themselves to be able to let their partner fuck somebody else. Like the, the biggest problem with most people is their crippling insecurity, I think. And I think we've learned that on the podcast. It's, yeah. It's the downfall of a, of a human singularly. So if you can get them enough confidence to let your partner fuck somebody else, I mean, then the world is your oyster. And then you could fuck other people. Right. I mean, I've it's been true. in a relationship for four years, and I, it's, the part of yeah. being a woman, the, the part of the, the womanness in me that, like, gets to go out and fuck guys, like, that doesn't exist. Like, that's not a thing anymore because I'm in a relationship, and I kind of miss go- the conquest of going out and having, like, a guy and kind of, like, trying to win him over. Well, and, what stops you from having? Uh, I still do it. I just don't have sex with other people. Or make out. I don't cheat on my boyfriend. We don't have an open right. relationship, so. Well, yeah, why, why, what stops you guys from having an open relationship? Um, I don't want, I really don't want to right now. I will okay. eventually, and I think he's on the same page, but we both are on, of the understanding that monogamy doesn't really make sense long term because it's not natural, oh, which okay. is such a weight lifted off my shoulders, and that's why I could really, that's one of the 5,000 reasons I could see myself with him for a while, like forever, because it's not like the idea, and then women think this too. It's not just men, like sex with one person forever. That sounds awful. Yeah. And I'm losing that side of me that wants to fuck other guys. Like that part of me makes me feel alive, like a fucking woman. You know what I mean? Right. Like when, you know, so, so, and I don't want to lose that part of me. Yeah. I mean, if you really love someone, like I'm very, uh, I get suffocated very easily. But like my last boyfriend, we were together for two years, and there was no point in that two years when I ever wanted to have sex with anybody else. But my first relationship was five years. And towards the middle, I was like, I definitely want to have sex with other people. And then we opened it up and then the whole thing fell apart. But that's fine. I've been in a successful open relationship, though. I was not in a successful one. Why? Who? Did someone get jealous? One of you guys or both of you guys? Uh, I, I did. I couldn't. 
I, well, we had rules. It's so funny. Everyone's so hypocritical, and I feel the same way. I well, want to fuck other people, but I kind of don't want him deep down, even though I know it's fair. She violated the rules. Oh. We had rules. What we lived rules? next door to one another in college, and the rule was <clears throat> you you can do whatever you want when you're out at a party or something, but you, you we always come home to each other. Mm-hmm. That was the rule. That's a common rule for open and relationships. Yeah. yeah. It's a good, I, yeah, I think it's a good rule. Yeah, and she brought a, she had a party at her house one night and she was like, I'll never forget this. She was flirting with this guy uh, on, it was a rooftop party. And I remember she was laying next to this guy and like, they were flirting. It was obvious. Mm-hmm. And me and my friends- Oh, you t- were there. We were there. And oh, me and my friends had taken all this problem. acid. That's a little shitty. Yeah. So I was tripping pretty hard. And oh, I was no. like, I was like, I'm just gonna go. I like went up to her and I was like, Well, I guess I'm gonna go. And she was like, Why? What's the matter? And I was like, No, like have fun flirting. And she was like, I'm not flirting. And I'm like, Yeah, you fucking are. And she's like, You're fucked up. And I was like, Oh, maybe I am fucked up. And I was like, All right, sorry. I'm just gonna go though anyway. <laughs> so I left. And then the next she was supposed to come over that night and she never showed up. And the next day I woke up at like 7 a.m. And I realized she still wasn't there. Mm. And I went to her place. And I remember she she came to the door. And she her bed was in the front room where the front door was. And she slipped out of the front door into the hallway like, hey, what's mm, up? And I was that, like, what the fuck are you hiding doing? Hiding that boy's bare ass in her bed. Yeah, exactly. And I was just like, <laughs> this this sucks, man. So, um, yeah. so, you know, look, maybe I could have handled it had it not... Uh, had that I mean, happened, it, I usually a lot of people, the negotiation is it's not in, in your face when uh, then they have that's sex yeah. with somebody else. Because yeah. that's not, no, it doesn't matter. I mean, because people, couples who are in open relationships get jealous and couples who are in monogamous relationships get jealous. Everyone gets sure. jealous and that's okay to get jealous. It's fine. Sure. Don't act like a maniac. But that is a little too much. Like seeing it, there has to be a trust between two people. Also, I think if you're doing it in college, College is a little young. You have to be kind of a more developed person, I think, to handle I agree. an open relationship. Like, I, agree. I can't see anyone yeah. younger than 25 being able to handle an open relationship. It's a lot. I agree. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, I'm not even a super jealous And you have person, to know you jealous. want it because you want it, not because, oh, you think that that's what's going to, the other person wants or that's Yeah, you have to both modern equally love you guys. want it. Yeah. 2015. No. That's key. Make I, sure you want it. I don't know if I'll ever want an open relationship, but uh, I mean, I, I'm, in my late thirties at this point, I I'm just convinced what will happen is, I mean, my, my thirst for sex has decreased immensely. Really? Immensely. What were you like five years ago? Jesus Christ. <laughs> were you just pulling your dick out just in case? <laughs> yeah. I just lay it on a table <laughs> in a restaurant. With sushi uh, all over your yeah. body. Mm, no, it. I am. Um, well, I mean, I think, I think the reason I was, uh, uh, having the amount of, uh, I guess promiscuous sex, if you want to call it that, or at least promiscuous sexual encounters for so long was, it was a mental thing. It was, it was, it was a, it wasn't an addiction, but it was a, I was running from stuff. It was the same reason why I was drinking five nights a week. You know, I I started going to therapy. I got on Prozac, all this, all the thirst for everything got pulled back because I started Mm. to think more clearly. And I was like, oh, this is what it feels like to like have normal sexual energy like i don't i man i don't even i used to masturbate twice a day that i don't think that's crazy for a guy that's kind of the norm sometimes i masturbate twice a day sometimes i do it twice a week now like which feels good like i'm glad that i'm not like 
Oh, I gotta go look at more porn. So it was know? like fucking up, fucking with your da- daily schedule, kind wasn't of fucking with my day. Or it made it you feel bad. It, um, it seems it just was just another distraction. It was just mm. a distraction, and I felt like isn't life a distraction though? Yeah, it is. But I but I always felt like sex during that period for me was was uh, racing towards an orgasm. It was just it, it wasn't like. I don't know. Like, I f- like almost like a drug addict is just trying to get that high. Is that like what you're doing? Yeah, probably like part of that. You know, I mean, but for me but now, I, it's. I don't know though, because people like people use jogging as the exact same thing that you use masturbating for. You know right. what I mean? And I don't think that obviously when you're jogging, you're exercising, but having an orgasm, like people think that they should feel bad about that. And I, I mean, think, maybe it's running. It was running your brain more than you'd like it to. I don't think anybody should ever feel bad about it. And I don't think I, I don't feel bad about that. I felt that way at that time or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm just I just but I do appreciate that now it takes me it takes more to get me going. Like I'm I'm spending time with. Uh, I'm not in any way shitting on any of the girls that I've ever hooked up with. They're all wonderful for hooking up with me to begin with. <laughs> They They're deserve all a great. pat on the back. I love oh, all man. of them. But my point is, is like, I'm, I'm I'm like a little further out of that zone of like, I got to hook up tonight. Uh, yeah, you know, like, right. and like going after girls that like, I, I'm, I'm a little more genuinely interested in. It takes me a little more to get going. That which seems I nice. Think, it's more earned. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's important. So I'm happy about this. So my theory <laughs> is that eventually I'll get into a monogamous relationship. I hope. And as we grow older, the sexual desire will, will just, it, it, I don't know. It's weird. To me, it's more like if you're in a monogamous, monogamous relationship, it's more just like when you're eating healthy, you know, like you're not, you can't just go to the drive through and get the thing that's going to feel good right now. You wait till you're properly hungry and you have vegetables mm-hmm. and healthy protein. Right. And if you're not hungry, and if you do that long enough, suddenly you're not hungry and you don't want the fried chicken anymore and you don't want the double cheeseburger and blah, blah, blah. And you're like, okay, I have a healthy sexual relationship with one person. Uh, but part of that is allowed because my desires aren't as high, you mm-hmm. know? I, I think. I don't know. Right. That's just kind of the way I would imagine. That food example makes no sense to me because I feel great when I eat fast food, but I understand what well, it you, was that you were sure. saying. I, 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 I love fast I, food. I well, I have a, I have a freak uh, body system or oh, something. I can eat whatever and, stomach. and feel fine all the time. And sometimes I actually feel bad when I eat. <laughs> no, I love, I love eating shit. I, <laughs> I love it. But if you go on a diet for long enough, like you just you don't crave it, right? So you know, totally. like you know, it's, I've I've been also it's important. Sometimes. It's important too that monogamous relationship that you're in. Hopefully, the sex is fucking mind blowingly great, you know, or at least at the very least you have a you're on the same page sexually and you have an sure. open communication right. sure. and you're open to try shit. Sure. Both of you, you know, you have that little adventurous spark in you, or you're, sure. the dirtiest or you're equally sex. boring in bed, whatever, like whatever it is. I think right. being on the same page is important. I yeah, agree. and the dirtiest sex I've had is certainly with people who I was dating, because mm-hmm. you can get like sex is kind of disgusting, and you can only really be disgusting with someone who you love. And yeah, trust. I feel fully comfortable just be like, <sighs> you know what I mean? You don't even care. Eat the ass of a dude I just met in a bar. But no, like, absolutely not. You know what I'm saying? You got to eat the ass of the but dude who no love loves you. you. 
right, right, right. Give me your ass. Uh, I know where your I, ass has been. Yeah, like I've been with Stephen for four years. The sex gets so much better as okay. the years go on. It, it it's amazing, and I'm obsessed with like he's. I just fucking love that dude. All right, so well, much. That's good. Yeah, it's cool. I never thought that that could happen. I and, really didn't. And I'm completely disinterested in sex, and possibly might never have it again. I'll just watch Netflix, <laughs> hang out with my roommate's dog, eat candy. I'm having a great time though. Like I'm very happy, but I'm just like I'm so bored with every everyone and every and everyone's bad at sex and there's nothing worse than like working to get sex and like Man, it's, not it's a myth that girls don't work to get sex i certainly do work to get sex sometimes because we're picky we're not just gonna say yeah choose i you. tweeted does anyone want to fuck that's a tweet that i have sent out really? I, I don't mean I, I was kind of joking and i was only gonna respond to people i know and i didn't do it but i was like kind i was like semi-serious because I, I was just like i well, give up yeah yeah i don't know what you want me to do having bad sex is it's a it's a bummer i don't know i and i maybe i shouldn't put so much weight it on that because when i was single i would have like a bunch of dudes that i was comfortable fucking at like a moment's notice because i knew them and i've had sex with them before and i had like my standby for you right, know what i mean yeah, yeah. you go out yeah. tonight you text all of them whoever gets back to you, you know absolutely yeah. and uh but but when you when you have those times where you're chasing dick and then it's bad, Ugh. it's just like God damn it! Nothing was more been better off. Yeah, no, it's because girls can't get off the way a guy can't. Like I have to be into it to 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 come. I well, can't of course, just, yeah, you know. yeah, no. Well, that's how I feel now with it. That's great. It's good though because when like you do, now. it's like thank God. I can't. So yeah, I, if I don't feel any like sort of connection to the person, it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. But I also think what you were saying about the the sex is better than ever now. Four years in, I feel like the part to go back to what I was saying earlier. Part of what makes that possible is is the abstinence of sex with other people. If yeah. you if you're if you mm-hmm. can just kind of satisfy the urge whenever you feel like it. It's you can't build it up like you need to build it up. Mm-hmm. You need to get to a point where you're like, I'm so horny. I, I this is going to sound like I'm reducing it to something that I, I I don't mean this in a negative way. But I do think part of it is you have to get to a point where you're in a relationship where you're like, I'm so horny. I want to fuck this person again. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's yeah. why I say it's like food. It's like I'm so hungry. I want to eat this steak again. Yeah. You know, and if you're just not obeying those rules in any way and just kind of kind of throwing it in every direction of course you're never going to want to fuck your partner of course right. it's never going to get better mm. you're like yeah i just i just went to a buffet before i got over here why would i want to f- <laughs> well sometimes too right when now? we have sex like we built we kind of drive each other crazy like two hours before and it just this build up of sexual tension while we're like hanging out at the house together at right. our apartment and then other times and i would I think this is the same for him he just doesn't go out that much he doesn't drink and he works at home and he you know but he does go out sometimes when you're flirting with other people and you've got that like, mm, yeah, fucking got it. And then you go home and fuck. That's also awesome. Right. Like you should get you get sexual energy from other people, too. And you bring it home to the bedroom. And fucking yeah. give it to your boyfriend or girlfriend. That's nice. Well, yeah, like, it's nice. And I mean, it's, it's nice natural. for the two of you. It's kind of <laughs> shitty for everybody else involved. In you that. can do it. I mean, I'm not teasing. I'm not gonna, know, I'm not leading someone on. But you <laughs> yeah, know. and they know you're in a relationship. Well, I mean, yeah, I'm very years ago when I was in a, a relationship that meant something. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what I would do when we were out oh, score. Well, number one, if we were separated, <clears throat> I would do a lot of like, se- you know, like you guys do sex, even like when you get home, oh, dude, I want you to walk in the door, take off your pants and 
You know what? There was one time he. We don't really do that, but yeah. there was one night, and I was out to like three. We we're at the. I don't forget where we were. We we're having like the best night, and then all of a sudden I got a text from Stephen. It was like, "Come home now because I'm gonna fuck something like that." Yeah. And I was like, "I gotta go, guys. I gotta <laughs> go get dick." And I yeah. was like, I like turned into to like a, a fucking thirteen year old boy, and I like ran home, and I was like, "Gotta get the dick." It's exciting. You need to hail a cab or do something like. I hate, I'm, I'm not into public displays of affection. They make me um, ill. But right. if you, yeah, if you can do, I love when you can do something, if you're slick enough to like mm. put your hand under the table or like whisper something really naughty and then like walk away. That's yeah. great because that's real. It is. Public displays of affection is a fucking show. It's like it's a picture like, on Instagram. Exactly. I was going to say it's like social media bragging about your relationship. We all Obviously your relationship sucks. It. You're in love. You love touching each other's genitals. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, well, we always talked about how you'd get like a, you know, the best was when, when you got it, when you get like a hand job under a blanket <laughs> when you're watching a movie and it's like a bunch of people in the room and the girl. Oh, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or in a movie yeah. theater during Shrek the Third. That's a personal Ooh. story. Real life? What did Real you life? do to Shrek the Third? Um, no, I gave, this dick. gave someone a hand job. Well, I was in college because uh, my boyfriend didn't live in the city. He lived in uh, Tarrytown and I lived in the city. But during the summer, I would go home to my parents' house in New Jersey. So we didn't have the dorm to fucking anymore. So we would do weird things. Like when we didn't have money for a hotel room, sometimes we did because he had more money. So we would rent hotel rooms a lot. But when we didn't want to make a big production, we would just like go to a movie theater and like to a movie that was out for a long time in the middle of the afternoon and like give you a hand job on the balcony because it's that particular really? theater in New York. Really? I love York. it. It's yeah, that time I love of year. It. I, was, I grew up on Alanis Morissette. I learned all my tricks from her. <laughs> I think she said in a song I've done. <laughs> I had a girl once give me a blow job inside of a Kinko's. Oh, where? So many questions. What time of day? Uh, and was it in the back room? It was. It was. It was very late at night. It oh, was, okay. Uh, it was. I don't know. It was three o'clock in the morning or something. And it was February that in New place York. Is lit, overly lit, though. Well, she was. We were. We had just started dating, and. Uh, she really loved to give blowjobs. It was it was almost odd how much she liked doing it. I, was I love great. that you love sucking my dick, but like I'm kind of concerned that you love sucking it my was, dick. It was so selfless <laughs> that it was weird. Some uh, girls get turned on. I love sucking a dick, but I only do it to a, if I'm so attracted to that guy. Right. Like Steve, it like I love my mouth is on your dick. BJ, I it. am wrapped around your finger. Otherwise, yes, yeah, she not was. That's happening. She was great, but uh, but so we. It was like our third date or something, and we were, were out having drinks, and she had already blown me once, and uh, and then we went. Uh, Did you reciprocate when she blew you the first time? No, or if she you're didn't public, want me to. Ca- oh, okay. So maybe she just got really turned on by sucking your dick. She didn't want me to. She wasn't into it. Uh, okay. So, but uh, but so anyway, so we went. We were out getting her. She had to work really early in the morning, and uh, I was trying to get her to come back to my place, but I lived in Harlem and. She lived in Brooklyn. She's like, I can't. She's like, it's just too late. I can't. So then we went to the train. I walked her to the train and we were making out and she tried to blow me on the street street because it was like dark and it was late. And I was like, we're going to get arrested and it's freezing out here. And she's like, well, okay, well, like we can find a place. And we found a Kinko's and there was an elevator in the Kinko's Mm. that didn't move. You could just open the door and go in and shut the door. Wow. So that's where we. I mean, that's did. asking for blowjobs. How long did it take until you exploded? Your mouth. Or on, face, was, or on the floor. I don't know where you exploded. It was shorter than I thought it was going to be. 
Were you turned on that it was kind of public-ish a little? Uh, not particularly. Not really. I mean, okay. I was turned on yeah. like, like, wow, I can't believe this is happening. But like, mm-hmm. it's fucking scary. I was scared. I was Are like, you a rule no, follower I, I by nature? I know it was on camera. Oh, gosh. You know, like, I knew it was on camera and I was like, Fuck. Well, I guess I'm just going to let her do it. Yeah. And I was like, I was just scared. I was like, if somebody opens this door, I don't know what the fuck that's we're going to do. Yeah, that's kind of risky. Yeah, I was just like hot. thinking like, okay, well, like, okay, how how do you run? Like if somebody opens, you know, but I. How but do you I, run when your dick's at someone's mouth? But another time a girl blew me in an alley uh, after a show. Amazing. She was an angel. I mean, it was fucking incredible. She was so. Good blowjob? It was great. Yeah. It was great. I could tell and by I, your face that that was a, the, one of the best blowjobs you've like received. He's like reflecting now. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't, and I didn't. I didn't, she completely instigated the whole thing. Like I was just, I was just being cute with her and I was like, let's go outside and make out. You know, you're cute. And she's like, okay. And we went into the to alley next to the bar where the show was to make out. And I swear to God, she goes, she was telling me that inside that it was a funny show. And I swear to God, we went into, we went into the alley and she goes, I feel like I owe you this. And she blew me. <laughs> I Things owe that you this. never happened to female comedians. Yes. I was like, this Jesus is that's probably the, one of the greatest things anybody's ever seen. When, when, like, when there comes a day oh where a, a lady who is also a stand-up comedian can kill on stage, get off stage, and have a guy want to eat her out and say, "I feel like I owe you this," that's when we'll be equal. They all they all want to <laughs> do that, but but too many female comics are ruining it for you. <laughs> so. Please please expand on this. Uh. I mean, talk to any female because so many female comics get it into their head that guys don't want to do that. And then they start putting that off or they're standoffish with guys that try to talk to them after the show. Or they're like, I would never fuck a guy that I met at a show or whatever. That air, the air of that. (laughs) I mean, you see Chelsea Handler on TV. I know she's a sex friendly person, but I mean, you see that scowling face on TV and you're just like. Female comics are forget it. No, she's just cunty and it's hilarious. I would. That's what I shit out of Chelsea. See, I would go up to Chelsea and be like, "Yo, can I eat your pussy? I fucking love you." She would be wild. No, you would do that because you're a girl and you're not a threat. You're not, you know, or you're. There there is. I mean, I feel confident that she would at least not punch me. Funny women are intimidating because you're very. You're on stage. You're very controlling. A lot of men can't handle that. No, it's true. You're different. No, I'm telling you, that's not the case. No, I really think it is. I think, For I average think. Average Joe, not you, Joe. I th- thank average, you, thank you. Average Joe. An average Joe. Not DeRosa Joe. Not Joe. <laughs> this one kills me. This I'm one, joking on myself. Yeah. This one kills one me. Joe's dick. <laughs> <laughs> that was just me Sorry, I couldn't help it. Sorry, I, like that, that blowjob story really turned me and on. And we're so back I, from our break when Corinne sucked Joe's dick. And blowing okay. Joe. <laughs> it's, uh, just kidding. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, sorry. Uh, the, uh, no, I, d- Trust me, I know because I've heard it a million times. I've also not heard it a million times. But how many how many female comics? You know, just for an example, I don't date male comics. Yeah, every dude comic says that too. And what do they do? They date comedians. Yeah, it's like it's everyone like, who says that it's lying. Yeah, it's they like, all do get it. Over it. Get right. over it. Stop. The second you stop putting the preciousness I on agree. the sex. The second you start having sex, Dice used to have this. Thing. I agree. I, yeah, I agree. But no, we talk about having it, sex or having relationships because, like, a lot of people, sex. lots of people, just will fuck other comics. Yeah, 
I was like, the dating thing is, is true, though, because I would prefer to date a comic, because who the fuck is going to understand this lifestyle? There's like this old dice a joke, painter? and it's very harsh because it's dice. Right. But there is some validity to it, where he talks about women having, like, the, the rap of a woman. Like, I, I want to get married, and I want to have kids. And he's like, then start fucking. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. and, it, you know, it's like, there is some logic to that. It's like, it's like, it's not. And you girls are obviously exceptions to the rule, but it's like it's not precious. It's not special. Sometimes sometimes white bread is holy communion in the body of Christ. And sometimes it's fucking white bread. Yeah. You know, and I think a lot of women put obstacles up for themselves. Now, look, here's the thing. A lot of obstacles are put on. The obstacles are put on. Absolutely. I'm not saying they're not. Yeah. But and it kind of takes you a while to realize that because you don't realize why you're acting like a little bitch. Sure. You don't and have then, sex because you feel like you shouldn't be having sex, not because you don't want to have sex. Sure, there, there is, there is the shaming from your childhood and the, the stuff dads put into their little princesses' minds and all that shit. It's not all daddy issues. And, well, no, I know, but I know. It, it, there's, it's like my dad wouldn't let me do the same things my brother would do, and I would ask him when I was a kid. I'm like, is this because I'm a girl? And he said, absolutely. And they treated me precious. Well, but here's and the I didn't thing. Like that. Here's the thing that they never explain to you, and I try to talk about this in my act, and it's tough because it's about rape. I'm like, I go, you know, rape. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, the reason men try to protect women is just because of rape. That's all it is. We're not afraid that a woman is going to get beaten up by another woman or get into a bar fight with another woman. I think most guys would be pretty turned on by the idea of their girlfriend or wife fist fighting a woman, you know, and hopefully winning. It's the rape thing. Only women get raped in public, in, in the public Spectrum. Right. I was about men, to say, I was like, you've been raped, Joe. Men, oh, yes, like theoretically <laughs> you was. okay yeah. talking about, it's okay talking about? Men, yeah. I talk about it in my act, it's fine. Uh, men only get raped in prison, which, and then the joke is, I mean, which that's is a bummer too, strange but. because women can't get raped in prison. That's the only safe place <laughs> yeah. for women is prison. Oh, that's yeah. very true. So that's the joke. But Good like, joke. My point is, is uh, yeah, tell every audience that stares at me when I tell it that it's a good joke. You're just uh, too progressive, Joe. But yeah, I'm just ahead of my time. Yeah. But that's all that is. And I, I, if there was a better way to translate that to, to younger girls and be like, the reason I'm afraid to let you do this when I let your brother do it is because people do terrible things to girls. Yeah. Um, my mom was sexually assaulted when she was very, very, very young, and it didn't reveal that to me until like a year, a couple years ago. Right, and that's one of the reasons why, like, if I do any like big kid thing, she freaks the fuck out because right. she's so worried about me all the time. Right, but you're absolutely right. Like, I agree. There's this preciousness of that mentality, and I don't oh, know. That's but then, true. but then it's like, well, why do women get raped? Because dudes well, yeah, have a yeah. fucking well, they're psychotic. That's the other side. <clears throat> the people who do that, but right. it's a power play. It's an intimidation. It's a fucking. I don't fucking know. Bill Cosby. Well, yeah, but that's the, that, and that's the other side of it. And that's what I wanted to mention earlier was as much as I can say, Mm -hmm. I wish certain women wouldn't put such hurdles up for themselves when it comes to sex. I also understand that the reason those hurdles go up a lot of the time is because there are really fucking animalistic men out there that will. That are horrifying. that (laughs) that, That you could conceivably be in a good situation with. And then it turns bad fast and and something terrible happens to yeah you. it's not just you know? that it's not just this though it's not just like physical danger or rape though uh, women also sometimes put up these uh boundaries for themselves because if we have sex with you then a lot of times you think less of us not you particular but the ma- male people 
a lot of times like it's just like I don't I don't understand it because like we don't so much care who you've fucked before and I have a joke about this we don't we don't care who you who you fucked before you get been, yeah. to us but you guys very much are concerned with where our pussy has been and before it gets to you. Ride those kind of guys, and I don't know. Like, I, I, I would think there's well, some, something gonna, like it's like devalued. I'm going to say something that has gotten me. I got a lot of shit for saying it on a previous podcast uh, called Keith and the Girl, but uh, <laughs> uh. but I, I I think there's a there's a scientific reason for that. Okay. It is it is absolutely true. It is absolutely scientifically true that the least likely person to contract HIV is a straight male. It's just scientifically true. The dick does not have any openings to the bloodstream in it. The urethra is not a gateway to your bloodstream. Uh, vaginal secretion uh, does not pose a very high threat. Uh, but so women are at higher risk because they can receive semen and that goes into the bloodstream. Uh, through the vaginal walls or whatever it is. And then men that receive anal sex, not give anal sex, are at the highest risk. Mm -hmm. Even men giving anal sex aren't at a very high risk. So I think that's got something to do with it. I also think some of the fear about where the vagina has been with men is if a dick is fucked up, you can tell it's fucked up. You look at a dick and you're like, the fucking thing has shit all over it. I, there's something wrong with it. That vaginas, it can be, there can be so much on the inside and you don't know what's quite in there. And that's a little, that freaks me out a little but bit. But there's also so many STDs that guys can have that they'll never know that they have, well, which, sure, is weird, yeah. which is like a weird thing. Sure. Yeah, they, yeah. they have no idea. Some of them, there's no way to test for it. But with, with when you're a woman, like you can test for virtually every STD. Yeah. Well, the only see. thing you can't so test for with men is, is HPV, HPV yeah. and they can just be carriers. But I, 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 I don't. Or is anybody worried about HPV? Not really. No, but you guys, are this is you took this that very literally I, I though. Think I think it's an ego thing. I think yeah. it's our thing. You took it very literally. I meant like like we are like where our pussy has been somehow speaks to who we are as a person or how valuable uh, of an asset we are to your lives. That's what like I if meant. I fucked all it your friends. It wasn't an STD thing. No, no, no. I know it wasn't. Yeah. I'm saying though, I think that STD thing. Is a plays a certain reason. role in it. I well, think it, I think it plays yeah. a certain role in it. But I also think too that well, then here's the big question, and this is the thing everybody always dances around, and nobody ever wants to admit to it. It can't all be nurture. Some of this has to be nature. Yeah, some I of agree. this has to be nature. And the second you bring nature into this discussion, people start to go that's sexist, that's demeaning, that's closed minded. I don't think it it's not we're mammals it is very natural look at someone's face while they're fucking they look like a goddamn animal <laughs> that's fucking nature I, you know i think it's i think it's uh, you we it drives me nuts that we 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 uh, uh recognize science in all ways and use it to justify all progression in life and society except for when it comes to men and women then we just ignore science completely and go no no we're exactly the same and we're not exactly the, the opposite same. sex well, yeah. yeah opposites yeah so men <laughs> by nature are hunter gatherers and women by nature are nurturers mm -hmm. so well, i'm so, some some of course there's exceptions to all all rules right. mm -hmm. but my point is is like to me until we recognize that base distinction between us, yeah. we're never going to get past this looking at women. Some guys look at women like it's slutty for them. And why do they do that? This is why yeah, they do it. Two at different, their core. Yeah. There's two different frames of thought that both 
have something to do with that. I, I'm really fascinated by when I started learning at a younger age, like, oh, men, the spreading the seed thing, but the, the nature aspect of that. And I wish I've, I, I have, Stephen got me the book Sex at Dawn. Right. Have you read that yet? No, I wish I, I, wish I would have read that though, but that kind of, I haven't read it yet, but uh, it just describes, like it defines all of that stuff. Like why we stray, why we mate, why we, like those Ugh. scientific nature-esque Yeah, reasons. I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy. Animalistic. To- you know, it's nature crazy sucks, to me. I think is what we just learned from this. It's hate it's it. a nature thing. blow. I hate I camping. To, I hate tornadoes. I used to say, and again, I I sometimes we get shit from this more more for men than women for saying this because men always want to be these you know knight in shining armors and you know and we use chivalry. Yeah, uh, and chivalry chivalry to me. Is is can, is one of the potentially most disrespectful things you could ever do to somebody. It's it's pampering. It's, it's you know acting like someone's precious and treating them like exactly. a little baby. Yeah, and I'm not talking about just being nice. Like hold the door, of course. Yeah, let the girl go. I hold first. the door for an elderly lady. Exactly. Or I hold the door for women all the time. I hold the door for men. Yeah, yeah. I, I hold, hold the door, the door for, for my friends. I hold the door I, for just, doormen. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's common bitches. courtesy. Top that. It's just it's just yeah exactly. It's just courtesy to not walk in the house first. It's just courtesy to unlock the other person's door first. Right. It's courtesy to, if you have the money, to pick up the check if you can and, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. The point is, is, but, um, you know, I, I've said this to female comics where they go, it's harder for us. It's harder for us. They don't want to accept us on stage the way they accept guys. And I go, yeah, yes, that is 100% true. Scientifically, biologically, it will always be harder for you because- when a man gets on stage, instinctually, all the men and women in the room, somewhere way, way deep in the lizard brain, they're going, yes. I know. You know He's what? You're leader. you're absolutely right. And that's why the women on late night thing. And I try and picture a woman in the behind the desk at a late night show. And it's my first thoughts are like, well, what would she wear? I mean, what would she wear every night? Her fucking outfit would be a thing. And would she be? She probably no one would take her seriously. They would like throw all of these. I don't a know. Strong, it's not woman, to say, a man. Chelsea Handler could easily handle a late night show. Easily, of course she can, but no one wants to see that. Like I think that's why it hasn't happened. Want I want to see. It. See I want to see she's it. Miserably mean. Right, but but <laughs> let she do something to you. No, know, but no, but uh, listen. Look at all the look at all the guys was, hosting late night. She was very mean to me last <clears> time I was on her show. Jimmy, did Fallon. you deserve it? No. Okay. No, I was getting applause breaks and she was being mean about it and then said she never wanted me to have have her. I could never come back. I don't even, I don't know. Yes, it's personal. Huh? (laughs) Well, yeah, but look at the people. No, she wasn't joking. Look at the people hosting late night right now. Ever again. The people Uh, hosting late night now Seth Myers, Jimmy Fett, the most generic, happy, smiley people. Joan Rivers would have been great at late night. She was when she, the little stunt that she had. Joan Rivers would have been great. I don't think Chelsea's a great example for other reasons. I agree because I think, well, Chelsea is too one, like one sided her perspective, which I love her perspective. I love where she's coming from. But if you look at everybody who's on late night, it's generic. I'm so happy. Everything's great. Joan Rivers probably could have been a late night host if Johnny Carson didn't get so fucking pissed at the couple times that she like guest hosted your show. And it did well. You know that? No, he was right. He was right for what... I don't think he should have been like, you're dead to me forever, but she was not she did not handle that well yeah but they're both it's, it's a it's a business i mean they're but i mean like i know but you don't her whole marriage was even a business sh- yeah but that's not okay no it's not okay it's who <laughs> she is as a person my point is, is it's dirty but business. she was on johnny carson's show the night before her show was announced and she didn't talk to him about it's like come on man this guy you've guest hosted his show 
you, you, you pull that guy aside and you say, Johnny, I've, I've been given an opportunity. You do that. That's the right thing to do. But but still, I don't think he should have been dead to her forever for that. Right. You know? yeah. Well, but dramatic. That's, dramatic Johnny. Okay. Yeah, it's like you're still Johnny Carson. Dramatic much? Yeah. The uh, <laughs> Johnny Carson's so dramatic. But, uh, it's just like doing okay. You're yeah. Johnny Carson. Like no one, you know, not, it's not. It's like Elvis getting people's, mad. For people's some egos make me laugh sometimes. Yeah, just get over it. I mean, I, I'm doing a new podcast with uh, Kurt Braunohler called Emotional Hangs, where we <laughs> just talk about our feelings and our hurt. And you know what? I'm going to start You're doing the perfect that. guys for the job. Oh, yeah. I'm excited for that. <laughs> we did one episode. I can't wait to hear it. It was really funny. We were drinking white wine. <laughs> oh lord! And doing like intimacy it's brave of you to admit that. Um, but we were. Um, but I, I, I'm trying to be a better, better emotionally in real life. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna rephrase what I said about Chelsea. Okay, go ahead. Chelsea, I'm hurt that you weren't nice to me the last time I saw you on the show. Yeah, she's definitely not listening. She's not listening. She doesn't give a, she doesn't give a <laughs> shit about you. Dumbass. Hello, apology. Chelsea. Are you there? It's me, Joe DeRosa. Hey. And hey. I was hurt I that she wasn't did. nice to me, and that I was, that I was never asked back. I was hurt. Bravo. That was beautiful. Was that so hard? No, it wasn't. But I do think she's too mean for late night. Unless it's an I don't e think I think America's too fucking sensitive. No. Do you yes. want to watch? No, because you need a neutral. You oh, need a neutral so presence in late night. But it's boring. It's, it's I all, like watching it's it. All, no, but shows are on late at night so you can be dirty, so you can be edgy. Well, nobody's saying dirty is not bad, but but I, I don't want to. She's not that mean. She says racist shit, and I'm like, oh, that's hilarious. I'm glad someone said I, that. Do you think it was okay that she said that she's making like black jokes to Don Cheadle. Like, I think that's kind of just like. Not to him because he's actually a respected person. Because he's one of the good ones. No. Is that what you mean, Corinne? But no, nothing's off limits. I'm kidding. Limits. I'm totally kidding. No, we get in enough trouble. I'll tell you. But my point um, is, is like. This, uh, I've, sometimes I've there's. black guys on the right. There's just like. My, but that's my point is like, you got to. I gotta can say know, it. A black guy's been inside me. Yeah, Chelsea does. I've been inside black Back women. to the black community a lot with yeah. her vagina <laughs> i will say but that. my point is is like you like a late night a, a true network late night host it, it, you you have to know form like you can't be in bad form no obviously you know, she so. would have to be she, and she knows that more well she would know that, she's not an idiot you think so i think she yes. would but i don't think she would want to turn into this generic fuddy but that's my point that's her shit and it's to. not right for late night yeah i i, it's I right understand what I understand. she does yeah i'm just, I, I'm, that's what I'm, I'm more saying not I'm saying that is the, the caliber of woman who could handle it. Because I used to have the same problem where I went on stage and I felt like it was a constant fight for me to get women on my side from the moment I stepped out on the stage. I did things like dress down, wear glasses, wear flat shoes, do all this. And then finally, when I just became a better comedian, I can dress like the slut that I want to dress like, which is how I feel comfortable, <laughs> and just do whatever I want to do on stage. And now I don't feel like I have a control problem on stage or that it's a fight or that I have any less of a chance right. of getting laughs than dudes. And I don't feel like that anymore. I right. used to feel like that very much. Right. Well, there's a lot of female comics that controlled the room long before they were ever you know, famous. Lisa Lampanelli never had a problem. Right. Jessica Kearson never oh. had Amazing. Never had a problem. Oh, I love her so much. Uh, Those are also specific types of women, though. Like, what, who's like a like a hot chick? Sarah Silver. Hot Chelsea yeah. Peretti. Exactly. Okay, so they're those are good examples. Yeah, Chelsea Peretti her. is a good example. Sarah um, amazing. Schumer was always like that. Like, yeah. she just yeah. always knew how to be like, yeah, go fuck yourself. She got it right. Yeah, you and know, but like, everyone was everyone loved that. Like, it, um, with ease. She but yeah, that. the um, but but the uh, what was 
uh, oh, what's her face? Miss Pat is like, she might be the funniest person on earth. Yeah. She might be the funniest human being. I don't on even earth. know who this is. This is Pat. She's interviewed on uh, Mar- She's podcast. so, oh, so fucking funny. Well, I have something to do. Research her. She is so fucking funny. Yeah? Yeah. Like, I'm just like, like jealous. I'm jealous of her <laughs> when I watch her. I'm like, God damn it. Maria Bamford, too. Yeah. Oh. Maria Bamford. She's one of my heroes. She's one of mine, too. I she's. Somebody, I love her voices. I try and do voices on stage, and she's the fucking queen of that. Oh yeah, I just, uh, I, I've said, like, many times, like, I get depressed when I listen to her because it's that good. I know, like, I know. I hear you. Her and Atel are, are two comedians yeah. that, like, where I start to feel sad because I'm, like, <laughs> I'm laughing, but I'm sad. I'm just like, it'll never be this good. <laughs> how did they do this? Like, <laughs> That's how I felt after I saw Book of Mormon. I was like, I'm never going to write anything this funny. I should just quit now. And I wanted to leave the theater. Um, what, uh, what were we just talking? Oh, late. Chelsea. Oh, late. I don't know. You, anyway. You're Chelsea said you said your were, new podcast. I'm hurt by Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, no, there is that thing. There is that thing where inherently in their brains. But here's the thing, too. This is what drives me nuts about people. This this, this anger about like, we don't have a woman in late night. It's like, last I checked, women were doing pretty fucking good with the talk shows. Ellen killing it. Yeah, the but they, most popular show on right. TV. She's a lesbian, though. That's a different factor. It is. It is. A right, lesbian Chelsea, and a straight women are, are, are Chelsea, different things. Chelsea, huge celebrity. Yeah. Um, Rosie O'Donnell, killing it. The View, killing it. (laughs) Gay. 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 Caroline Ray was on daytime. She's not gay. When she was on daytime TV, she was killing it. Like, this are, is daytime though when I'm women not, are like home. Like, yeah, we want to we so want to put all the women idea. on television while they're so watching bad, their children. But what's so bad about? Because women alone will watch a woman, but a man and a woman at home together at night after they put the kids to get, get bed need, so for some reason need to fucking watch a man and they need to learn how to handle or watch a woman. People I think it's don't networks. People it's don't know network. what they want. Yes. If we put a woman on who was funny and was doing the job, Here, we would all fucking. Here's watch my it. question. People don't though. know what they want. It's the here's, network people. But here's my question. It's people, it's not about, to me, it's not necessarily about certain people have to learn how to handle to watch this or handle to watch that. To me, it's just saying. She needs to be put in front of us. It's asking. Well, what I'm asking is, is it that bad if it comes down to guys at night want to watch late night guys and women during the day want to watch? And that's just where they differ. Where are women at night? Are we, in, are we not we allowed hibernate up? Into I'm, our I'm asking. I'm not saying that it's, that's what it is. I'm saying if that's the case, is that a bad it's thing? It's not a bad thing if that's what you want, but I'm just, I, and, and believe me, the thing that would be the, the most disservice to women is to put a woman who wasn't ready to host a late night show on late night. That everyone's going to go, see? That Told would be ya. the worst thing. Um, but if there is a woman who, I mean, I'm sure there is somewhere who's uh ready for the job i think it would be nice especially because the people who are hosting the late shows right now a lot of them aren't that great so it's just like you know some are all generic oh throwing down the gauntlet no i think some are they're charming they're just charming i was was hoping somebody would step bigger than me shitting on chelsea (laughs) Uh, you can always count on me to cause a problem but, but um well look i do i think it's obviously ridiculous that every late night host has been a white male well aisha tyler hosted later she hosted talk she's awesome. soup. Oh, she's great. She's super rad. Um, so you know, 
I do think it's ridiculous that it's been all white. I'm I'm pretty surprised that we have never never even had a black yeah. person yeah. uh host a late night show. Uh a lot of Brits. English. Yeah, what the fuck? English and Scottish. Stop importing them. We have them here. <laughs> yeah, oh, so I love Chris He just doesn't give a fuck. I think he's great. <laughs> I, I thought he uh-huh. should have been let the new letterman. I love And him. I love Stephen Colbert too. But yeah, like yeah, I just was yeah, like I'm excited Ferguson is so good. At just, I mean, it was so lax. I love the way he stood exactly. at the desk. Yeah, it was so just like whatever. We're just hanging out. Like I, I really liked it. But um, but anyway, ladies, gentlemen, we're different. We are. We are different, aren't That's we? Really good. Thank you. I love the two of you. Thank you. We love you. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> I feel like you need. You didn't love. expect that. I do actually. I'm going through a bit of a lonely phase. You look very thin. Can we just talk about that for a second? Are you okay? Yeah, yeah, I'm dieting. <laughs> oh, no, I mean, you look good, but I was like, she was very thin. I, I, I met a lot of people in L.A. this time around that I knew, knew from New York, and they all dropped like 25 pounds. Yeah, I lost like 20 or 25 pounds. Yeah. I just, uh, thank you. I was actually kind of upset the other night that neither of you said anything. I said it to Christina personally. She said I'm it to not, me. I'm not the type of person to be like, oh, you lost weight. I don't know. It's just, I don't, and, and I don't, I, sometimes, because sometimes people say it to me, either you gained or lost weight, and I don't, I, I just wish no one noticed. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> Yeah, I saw Byron Bowers, who's a really funny comic, last night. And he was like, he's like, what's that on? He goes, what's that on your arm? And I was like, oh, it's a tattoo. And he's like, you LA as hell now. <laughs> <laughs> Dropping weight, getting tattoos. And I was like, yeah, I'm selling out, man. Uh, but it's a, uh, yeah, no, I just, I did like, I did like the, pretty much did the paleo diet for like two months. Mm-hmm. And exercised. And didn't drink for a month. That'll and do it. I dropped like a shitload of weight. And now I'm just kind of calorie counting and maintaining it. Uh, so I'm very excited about this. Do you, you feel use better? Fitness Pal on your phone? Yeah. Oh, I love that. I just learned online that like yeah. I've done multiple like calorie calculators to make sure that it's this is correct. And mm-hmm. I always put in worst case scenario. I put no exercise. <laughs> right. I do some exercise, but not a lot. So I put in no exercise and then I put my weight and my age. And the result is that I can basically eat 2,200 calories a day and maintain this weight. If I eat less than that, I might lose. And if I eat more than that, I might gain. But even even to gain one pound a week, it was like you'd have to eat 20. Four or twenty six hundred calories a day. I'm like the beauty of being a man. It's not that hard. Take a bite into a Krispy Kreme, bro. I yeah, I just thought I try not to fuck with done. shit like that, and then That's you know, good. I mean, I can't fuck with shit like that because it like I'm out for the day, right? But for me, like if I for I'm like so short and stuff, I have to eat fifteen hundred calories a day, like to like be losing weight, and that's like nothing right 50 especially when you eat fast food it's like why no i mean you know fast food is horrible i mean i certainly this week it's just been weird i actually don't even eat that much fast food i've got good fast news fast food news for yes. you uh, and i have to double is it check healthy again <laughs> can we eat it i have to double check the numbers but i looked up kfc the other day because i'm obsessed with it uh-huh and i was like trying to figure out how i could eat it and with it being risen reasonable uh a drumstick is only like a fried Original recipe drumstick is only like 120 calories or 150 wow, calories. Wow, that's a lot lower than I thought it was. Yeah, and the thigh is like 280. And then a side of mashed potatoes with gravy and a side of coleslaw, which are the two best sides, those are 120. <laughs> oh. Those are 120 calories each. So I was like, holy shit, yeah. you could get like a KFC meal that's like around 600 calories yeah. and still chow that's down pretty, nice. pretty good. You should have another 
fourth podcast called Counting Calories with Joe DeRosa. And yeah. you're like, guys, it's actually not that much. Too bad Taco Bell will kill you in like one item. Yeah. That's my favorite. Um, girls, this was so fun. Yay. We had a gale. No, time. you can do Taco Bell too reasonably. I get Taco Bell. <laughs> I just get tacos with no cheese. I know. They and just uh, lettuce and tomato. I know. They, they do have oh, the uh, whatever. Gosh. You can order it with the salsa and blood. It's boring. <clears throat> yeah. Cheesy gordita crunch or die. It's like when you go to fucking Subway and you can get the healthy option or you can get chips and soda. Fucking chips and soda, bitch. No one wants the your apple the, slices. Dude, a bag of those chips, it's like... a. The, this is what I'm learning from that Calorie bad. County. Sun chips yeah. are fine, yeah. It's like bag. 125 yeah. calories, yeah. 150 calories. It's nothing. Let's get over it, Ellen. And think of all the joy that it brings you. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, girls, this was really great. Do <laughs> you want to plug anything? Plug your podcast. Uh, guys, we fucked the anti-slut shaming podcast. You can find it on iTunes and SoundCloud. S-R-Y about last NYT's our Twitter. My Twitter is K-R-Y-S-T-Y-N-A Hutch. Christina Hutch. My name's spelled weird. Uh-huh. And my no reason. Twitter is philanthropy gal. Don't ask me questions about it, but it's a word in the dictionary. If you don't know how to spell it, look it up. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thanks for being here, girls. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Bye.